0: All episodes of the Real Women in Business podcast reflect the opinions and views of the guest and Cass McCrory and do not reflect official policy or position of employers or clients. Thank you. You're listening to the Real Women in Business podcast. I'm your host, Cass McCrory, and in this podcast, we highlight women in all kinds of businesses. For yourself, someone else, full time, part time, overtime hustle, Together, we will learn from and with one another. And if we get it right, it'll lift us all. Let's get into it. Friends, today we're talking to Jessica Beryl. She is the founder of House of Indigo, an energetic and intuitive coach. And I've got to tell you, I love this conversation. We talk a lot about owning your story and tapping into your body, being present, and really looking for the answers within wherever you are in a point of stuckness, in a point of great clarity. And there's some really tactical examples and suggestions in this episode that I know you're gonna love. Let's get into it. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you. I am so excited to chat with you today. We'll kick off as we always do. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in the world.
1: Yeah, so um, I am a publisher and I help spiritual and wellness practitioners really get their voices out, share their gifts, connect with their soul aligned clients, and really be able to stand out as a leader in their niche and in their industry so they can position themselves in the way that they want to. Um, I'm also an energetic and intuitive coach, uh, alchemist. I, I do a lot of energy work as well, so.
0: There's, I feel like there's just so many more conversations that I'm having with women that are leaning into the intuitive, that are leaning into their intuition, their inner knowing, their inner voice, all of these words. Why do you think this is happening now?
1: Um, well, I think there's a few reasons for it. Um, you know, I could go really deep and go into all of like the metaphysical and spiritual reasons. You know, there there is the aspect of of so many of us know and really believe that this is a time of like really like a change in consciousness and a new paradigm and all of that and so there's a lot of us who feel like we are here to really help activate people and so there's that kind of going on and then you know you bring in COVID and the pandemic and people staying home and being, being out of their normal routines um, which anytime we're, we're taken out of our normal routines, it kind, of, it kind of allows us to think about things in a way that we hadn't and to have an awareness about our life, our thoughts, our experiences in a way that we normally don't when we're kind of on that autopilot. Yes, I think that is, that is kind of the
0: catalyst that I'm seeing so many women in particular saying, okay, so we've had a disruption in the status quo. Mm -hmm. And the way that it's felt has been not good. (laughs) Yes. And now I have a really deep commitment to whatever happens from this point forward, being more aligned Mm -hmm. to how I want to feel. How do we nurture that part of ourselves?
1: Well, it really starts with just listening to those little things. You know, there, there are so many levels to this, but... I often will take women back to, okay, so before the world got a hold of you, before you know your family and society and school and all of these different things programs you and, and did like created this person that they wanted, what were the things that really made you feel happy? What are the things that you dreamed about? What are the things you still dream about and you know wish that you could do one day? um start bringing little bits of those in you know maybe you really love to travel and that's not possible right now so perhaps you do something like you have a different once a week you have like a themed dinner and watch a movie from that region and listen to the music you know it's it's doing the little things to, to nurture that part of yourself that is really um, craving that in order to give that more light, give that more power and, and feed who is really yearning to be, to be you, you know? Yes. Yeah.
0: I have found that my daughters in particular have been such great teachers and reminders of who I once was. Like yeah, yes. I have a three-year-old and Leora <laughs> is just, She's such a light and the way she moves Mm -hmm. inspires me. Like I, I, it's almost like I can still remember myself moving in that way of just, you know, a little bit funky, a little bit like I'm not doing this in a straight line fashion. (laughs) And it's such a moment of like, oh, wait a minute. I could still live like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kids are incredible teachers in that way. They're so connected to their joy. They're so connected to what they want to do and what feels good without the filter of worrying about what other people think or making other people happy and putting on all of these masks. And um, yeah, it's, it's so beautiful to tap into, into those things.
0: Yeah. You mentioned the not being constrained by trying to make other people happy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was doing a journaling prompt the other day about this. Like, what have you done that has only made you happy recently? Mm-hmm. Mm. And it was, it was a moment for me to really be clear about Have I made any choices in the last day or two or a week that have been purely for my own joy? Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, and I think of myself as a pretty like in the work person, it was pretty alarming. Mm -hmm. Like when the thing that made me happy was like finally putting away everybody else's laundry, like that doesn't count. (laughs)
1: No, (laughs) no, no, and it's it's um you know I really think that's so many women when when they when they're coming into like their you know and like into this point of their life where they're kind of stopping and looking around and like okay I've had young children I've had you know a spouse and a career or a business or whatever it is. And it's, it's for so long, we just get focused on making all of the things work and making everybody else happy. And we lose so much of, of really the spark of who we are. And, and truly those are the things that fill us, that, that flow out and help the people around us the most, and um, yeah, it's so easy to get caught up in, in all of the other duties and responsibilities and making sure everyone else is good. Yeah, that mm-hmm. oxygen
0: mask thing that we're always yeah. talking about, like <laughs> make sure your own oxygen. And here's the thing about women, I think as a whole, if, if you're like, yeah, no problem, I have no problem putting my oxygen mask on first, I don't know that I know you. Right. like it there is at least right. a part of me it is like <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to be putting this on somebody else first thank you very much
1: I don't even I eat. hold my breath. yeah <laughs> yes. that's what exactly. I think yes. like I'll be okay for a moment while I get it on my child yeah yes and that's it's even in that situation where it's like that that's used as an, an analogy so much and I'm like no, I'm going to do it on my kid first. And 100%. I know that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I think it
0: really asks us what our work is and making sure that we have a little room left, a little air left so that we do have time to put on our mask too. So it's about like creating that container mm-hmm. up front so that we do still hold the space for us. Because if we
1: don't do that work, I feel like it just doesn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important to, you know, as you said, have it be a priority and really creating creating the space and creating the time and, and just allowing that to happen. And, and you know, I find so often that people think that when they're wanting to make changes or bring things back into their life or, you know, what in whatever realm it is, that it feels like it's this big overwhelming thing that all of a sudden they have to go from like you know watching tv eight hours a day to never watching tv at all and you know what I mean or like not meditating at all to like meditating for hours a day and it's like that's so unrealistic and you know it really is is in the simple moments like putting on a song that you enjoy Dancing, you know, making that tea that you really love, and just taking like two minutes to really smell it and be a part of it and have it be an experience that you enjoy. And maybe you have to lock yourself in the bathroom to do it, but that's okay. You know, yeah, it's um, it's it's such an important aspect as as I feel, especially as mothers, that we we, we tend to put ourselves um, last in in so many situations.
0: I remember yesterday I was, I was in a scroll hole. I had, I had given myself a little (laughs) bandwidth to, to be in the scroll in between a back-to-back day of meetings, which I, it was indulgent and it felt really lovely. So I'm, there's no shame in my game there. (laughs) But one of the things that I saw in there is like, if you need to know how valuable and hard and long one minute can feel, get in plank. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and it's like,
0: yes, sometimes like I, I decide that I need like a week long vacation in order to recharge when what's available to me is one minute. And so I don't take advantage of that one minute. I don't put on the song. I don't brew the tea. I don't take that action because I believe that the hole that I've created requires a week.
1: Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and so frequently it doesn't
1: it doesn't and it's like when we're when we're taking that analogy of filling your cup it's like yeah you could go take a week and you could fill you could fill it up but then maybe you spill half of it on your way home <laughs> or you can like you know every day you can just put like a little like teaspoon in yeah and just just continue to like okay, every single action I do for myself, I'm putting a little bit more in this. And that feels beautiful. And, you know, you go away for a week, and then you come back to your life. And if you're not continuing those, those things, those exercises, and, and those practices, then what is that going to last for a week, two weeks, and then you're back at square one. And it, you know, So it really is about creating those, those moments, every single opportunity you can to really even just breathe, just come into your body, breathe, let everything go for like 30 seconds and just be present. And um, when we start doing it, we really become aware of how little we do that. Yeah. and how helpful just those things can be
0: yeah. yeah it's it's honestly such a practice to come back into the breath and to be okay I don't have a lot of time I don't have a lot of energy to give but what I can do is I can let All of the error that I have been just holding on to this whole day so far, (laughs) just exit my body for 30 seconds. And we're going to be better off for that.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Well, you mentioned at the top of our conversation that you're an energetic and intuitive coach. And I want to lean into that a little bit. What does that, what does that mean to you? And how does one know that that's the type of coach you should be seeking? Hmm,
1: great questions. So um, I've been studying energy work, like professionally for probably about 20 years. And so it's so much a part of my perception, so much a part of like my practice and who I am and and all of that. So um, I really love giving people I work mostly with women, but not exclusively. Really giving people the tools to be able to connect into this other aspect of themselves that, you know, we're usually not made aware of. And how doing simple things like grounding ourselves and and really connecting back into who we are and the things that um, really help us feel our own personal power and our own guidance and our, our own strength, um, is so powerful. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm very intuitive. I'm a channel. I'm clairvoyant. I'm la la. And, um, so oftentimes during my sessions, we're doing a combination of some sort of energetic clearing or, um, repairing, activation, things like that. And um, a lot of uh, channeled information and guidance uh, comes through as well. Um, And I would say, you know, if you know how to know that that's the right fit for you is really so often we squash down these like little pulls that we feel like, oh, that sounds interesting. And maybe you just like look into it a little bit, like what exactly does that mean? Maybe you just lean in a little bit, maybe a little bit more. And then, you know, maybe you lean in and you're like, nope, not for me, or I'm not ready for that. And that's totally okay. But it's really about following those those little nudges and um, those those little signs and synchronicities that, that keep showing up for you. Um, and, And also, you know, on a practical level, if you're just feeling like you're stuck and you've lost so much of a part of who you are, or you can't get to that next level, or you can't get to that next place, then really looking at, you know, what some of the energetics or mindset or, or any of those things are um, that are, that are kind of coming into play and, and limiting us in that way
0: feel like there's there's so much invitation in this last year to say Mm. okay and if you are at a point where you felt stuck Mm -hmm. it can be really helpful to have somebody that's going to hold the flashlight for you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: as you make your way out of whatever stuck is for you absolutely it's like I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she was lamenting about whether or not she should get a new coach and this conversation. And it's one we've had a number of times now. And I'm like, listen, we know that we don't cut our bangs anymore. Like we've learned that lesson Mm -hmm. in the same way that you wouldn't cut (laughs) your own bangs. Like you also need to have help in this department. (laughs) Yes. Yes you going it alone is basically me handing you scissors <laughs> like let's not do that
1: yes it's, it's such a good image like you think that you can handle it and you're like i got this and then you're like okay i didn't just do so bad and then you see it and, and it's like
0: yeah yeah no like, no <laughs> please stop with anything that's involving haircutting because
1: you're creating a false perception of what's possible here. (laughs) It's so true. And then, and then, you know, similarly with coaching, it's like taking that, that imagery and it's like, okay, so how long is it going to take you to grow your bangs back out? Yes. And get to that point of being able to where you are now and being able to move forward from there. It's the same thing as, as hiring a coach or hiring some sort of support system. Like you can continue to flounder around and, you know, it might take you two years to get here, or you might hire a coach and that might go down to like four months. You know, it's what are you, what are you really saving yourself?
0: I will say from a personal standpoint, I feel like every time that I've engaged a coach, it is an energetic commitment Mm -hmm. to bringing whatever I want into reality at a faster pace. Mm -hmm. And no matter what the outcome is, you know, I, I was funny, I was working with this woman over the last six months and it, it was an investment that felt a little uncomfortable which is important, I think, in any relationship, is that you should feel a little uncomfortable because otherwise we know ourselves, it will sit like our gym membership, (laughs) a little underused, (laughs) right? About halfway in, what became really clear is that the thing that I thought I wanted was not it at all. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I had to look at that investment as a tremendous amount of saving Mm -hmm. of time, energy, money, frustration, hitting the wall. And it's like, sometimes you have to pay for that kind of clarity.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I I just think it's invaluable. You know, I, I love working with different coaches myself and I'm always, you know, looking to get to, um, new levels of understanding and clarity within myself and with my business and bringing things to new places. And um, it has, it's, it really has been invaluable, you know, and I've done similar things of like, oh, I thought I was going this way. And then all of a sudden it was like, nope, <laughs> yeah. here, here we are. Yeah. Where are you growing right now? I am growing mostly, um, well, this year I've been really focused on building my publishing company and um, which I just am absolutely loving. Um, so I have a uh, future multi-author book collaborations. So bringing, you know, 20 to 25 different authors in and supporting them through the process, taking care of the back-end details. Um, it's, A really powerful community it's and it's incredibly healing I can't tell you how many people are just like I thought I knew what I was gonna write and then I started writing and all of a sudden the tears were streaming down my face and I didn't realize that this is what needed to come out or I still had you know um anything around this and um so those are really powerful it it feels like um yes, we're publishing a book, but it's also the journey that's getting, getting you there and, and moving through you know, some of those different challenges and blocks and, and issues um, around our own journeys and visibility and all of that that come up. Um, so I love that. Um, I work with uh, solo book authors as well. Um, and I'm starting to create a course that will be more on energetics. Um, working with more of like um, what I would call like star seeds and people who feel like they're just really here to contribute to this next level consciousness on earth and oftentimes those people feel like they're out of place like they don't belong here they don't want to be here they're like this earth yeah, this is not, what I, this, I don't know why I signed up for this. And so um, it's really about, you know, grounding them into this experience and helping them activate some of the, the tools and the wisdom and the gifts that they've come with and how they can use those to really help bring forth the, the vision and the mission that they came here to, to do and to be. So. Awesome. Oh, that yeah. sounds really exciting. Oh, thank you where can people find you online jeff? Yeah. yeah, so um I have two websites. Uh the first one is house-indigo.com. That is for all of my publishing. And then for my personal coaching or energetic work, it's jessfarrell.com. Um I have a Facebook group called the Indigo Initiative that I post a lot of um You know updates and things like that and have a free challenge in there if anyone is interested about like sharing their story and some of the different things that go along with that they can um, find the link on there and and sign up for the emails awesome awesome i know we've covered a
0: lot of ground today is there anything (laughs) that you wanted to chat about that we haven't gotten into oh i
1: could talk about this for hours (laughs) (laughs) um Yeah. I I just really think that it's so important. You know, we, we really, there are really two big things that I see in my work. And one is that, you know, we think that other people have all the answers or that we need to give our power away to other people. And that's so much about, what so much of my work is about, is about like really connecting back in, connecting back in, connecting back in. So if people are gonna take one thing away or two things away, you know, it's really about, you know, connecting back into yourself. You have the answers that work for you with within. And when somebody is working with you, like when you're in a really good coaching container, course container or whatever it is, it's not about them telling you, this is how you do everything. It's about them guiding you to find what is going to work for you because it's so individual. And, you know, the second thing is that people often think that they don't have anything important to share. Nobody wants to hear my story. I don't have anything important to share. Like, what would I write about or what would I, what would I share? And I mean, quite honestly, like it's bullshit (laughs) and we all have a story. We all have the ability to create massive impact for other people. And, you know, so often, like how often have you read something that somebody else did or what they experienced or how they overcame something? You're like, wow. Wow that just really inspired me. And if they can do that, I can do this, or I'm going to take pieces of that, of that strength within me. And um, I really believe that every single person has that story that is going to create a positive impact on somebody else. So
0: oh, I love that. I, and I agree. I'll just throw my, <laughs> my perspective on there too. Like I, you're 100%, right? Like, what your experience has taught you, where you are in this moment, it will help somebody else see what's possible for them. Not that they need to do it the way you did it. Right. It's just about saying, oh, here's the mile marker that I'm standing at. And this now becomes a possibility.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: I've got a lightning round of questions for you. What is your go-to song when you wanna up your energy?
1: um it depends on where I'm at like I really love um Om Namah Shivaya by Krishna Das um he does one that's like gets really upbeat in the middle um and I love dancing around to that awesome what time do you wake up usually if it's on my own usually around seven do you have a favorite ritual Hmm. I love one of my favorite things when I have the space to do it is taking a nice salt bath with, um, like, and I'll do like a meditation or a journey within it. And then after that, well, I like to exercise first and then take the bath and then, you know, just go lie in bed and like really think about what needs to come through and what I, what I need to create and all of that. I just feel so good. That sounds Awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> is the book you've given or recommended the most?
1: Um, probably one of mine. <laughs> um, I was recently in a book called The Younger Self Letters that became a USA Today bestseller. Um, and so I've recommended that a lot. Um, besides that, I, I really love for people starting out on their path. I love um, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman. It's just such a, such a good story. Awesome.
0: What are you doing imperfectly, but with great joy? Everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, definitely motherhood um, is, is a big thing that, yeah, motherhood.
0: Where can people find you on social media?
1: I am on, um, I'm on clubhouse, uh, it's, um, at Jess Farrell. I'm on Instagram at Jess And then I'm on Facebook as Jessica Farrell. Awesome. Jess, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. It was really lovely.
0: Thanks for listening today. I would love your review wherever you've listened to this podcast, head out back to that podcast app and give us a five-star review. It will help this episode and all future episodes reach more amazing people just like you.